Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, and today is co-host Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, it's been a minute since we've actually been able to record a podcast where I actually have my full equipment set up, and that's because I have officially landed in the land of Canada. Yeah, you know, we decided to let you in for now, but uh, we're going to keep you in jail for a few weeks before you can go anywhere, though. Yep, I'm on day two of quarantine. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, but my father-in-law and mother-in-law have done really awesome. They actually got us a whole trailer in the back of the house here where we're actually set up. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty sick setup. We got a, we got the whole shebang in, in the backyard, and that's where our, our home will be for the next two weeks. So we're ready to knock out some podcasts, start covering some topics we've unfortunately had to neglect over the last several weeks. And we just kind of wanted to jump straight into the Continental Hockey League and the finals between a CSKA and Avangard. You know, for people listening, kind of scratching their head, it has been a while, but like Chris <laughs> yeah. explained, you know, it has been a little bit of a whirlwind and we've been trying to do what we can. Uh, but I mean, it's definitely important to talk about because, I mean, um, you know, I, I try to watch as much as I can and I was actually lucky enough to find a... a as I would call broken English feed to watch this game. And it was actually a great game. And um, I, I'm, I'm actually pumped to talk about this game again. Yeah, because uh, last time we actually covered the Continental Hockey League, the series was tied at two, if I'm correct. And I say that was a, the closest the Red Army was going to get to this year's Gagarin Cup as it went to Avangard as they took down. Uh, honest, this is all on the goalie, man. Like, Two nothing and one nothing games. This was just awesome goaltending. He just crushed him. And man, there it goes. Avangard and Ilya Kovalchuk take home the Gagarin Cup. Yeah, like you said, it was a great game. Um, it was one nothing for the longest time. Uh, and like I said, it was just a goaltender battle. I mean, yeah, you, you lose two nothing, whatever. But it was just, it was absolutely just a goaltender battle. And I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't expecting to see that because you know every time you, I usually catch a game, it ends up being you know five guys basically killed themselves throwing yeah. hits, and you know 50 goals are scored and like 300 shots. It was ridiculous. Like it was a, such a high pace. And then you turn on this game, and it was just tightly contested. But it, it was a, it was a really good game to watch. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, I know you got a chance to watch that game, even it was uh, <laughs> almost a month ago. It's, I think it's actually been that long. Is, did anything outside of just the, the goalie clinic stand out in that game? I mean, for me, I mean, it's like I said, it was, it was a goalie clinic game. Um, you know, it, it, was a, it was a tightly contested game. It was different. It, it reminded me more of an NHL style of hockey game. Um, and if people have watched the NHL and watched the high pace when, you know, the KHL is like a – you know, a seven, five game or whatever. And they're just running it, it just, that wasn't like that. And I, I want to think when I'm, when I was reflecting on it, that it might be due to, you know, Bob Hartley, Bob Hartley's the coach. Um, you know, he, he won the championship. He, with, uh, Ilya Kovalchuk there. And I think he kind of brought in, you know, he's won a Stanley Cup before he knows what it takes. And I think it was just that calm leadership that came on. I mean, um, Kovalchuk's been in the NHL, obviously never, unfortunately won a Stanley Cup, but been in those tough games. And it was just kind of, it's not that they sucked the, the the speed of the game out, but they basically put it at where they were comfortable taking it, knowing that they just needed the one goal to win. Yeah, I mean, I really wish I could have seen some of this game and any of these games we're about to briefly touch on because it's been such a 
whirlwind of a five week window for me that just settling down into quarantine in Canada is actually a small gift. <laughs> you know, So I really wanted to see the end of all of this. But again, timings weren't on my side, but just seemed like I don't know. Avangard just came on, you know, watching the highlights leading up to the finals. It was going to come down to the Red Army and Avangard. You just kind of knew it. And I just really expected the Red Army to take this. But man, the goalies, that is the highlight of the series. Is These were not blowout games like me and you have seen before in the KHL or the playoffs so far. They've been it was like 0-2, 3-4 in overtime, 1-4, 3-0, 1-2, 4-3 in overtime, 0-2 and 1-0. These were tight games, man, like a three goal lead or a three goal blowout, so to speak, big of a blowout they were going to see in this series. So really entertaining hockey. Yeah. And if I'm going to be the guy who's going to poke the fire here, or poke the bear, stir the fire, stir the pot, whatever you want to call it. I kind of laughed a little bit because I was looking up different uh, KHL rosters and uh, it was funny that the two Russian heavy teams were the teams in the finals. And the only reason why I looked at this is because the site I was watching, it had a little chat on the side and someone just kind of you know, said, funny, you know, the two heavy, heavy Russian teams are the teams that are, are playing for the cup here. And, and I mean, it could just be a coincidence. It, but yeah, it, it was just funny for me to see that, you know, the, the two extremely heavy Russian teams got to play it out for it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, knowing some of the players that were on the teams, you know, Ilya Kovalchuk, uh, you know, Bob Hartley, I've had a chance to meet. He's a super nice guy. So I was happy they won. You know, a little bit of Canadian connection on that one. Uh, speaking of the Canadian connection, as I've got to relax here in Canada, I'm enjoying a nice, I haven't heard of it before, but I'm very happy with Moosehead Breweries here. I've got their Cracked Canoe. It's a light lager, but man, it's refreshing. I love it. It's actually, you know, pretty good flavor for, you know, a 3.5 percenter. Um, yeah, t- talking about beer, actually, this is we were actually this is something we were talking about off the the camera, but I forgot to mention this, and this is something that you know works in hockey, so I, I definitely want to bring it up. Um, I was for people here in Ottawa or have been in Ottawa. I was telling Chris that you know once his 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 jail sentence is over, I was gonna <laughs> gonna bring him over some uh, some Ridge Rock beer, and um, that that company was actually uh, one of the owners is Calvin DeHaan from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. So it's a cool kind of tie into to hockey. If, uh, it, we'll definitely have to check out the bar one time when, it, when it's open because it's uh, it's kind of cool to have a lot of uh, hockey memorabilia up in there. Oh, I want to go there then. Yeah, I can't wait. Once I'm out of quarantine here in mid-June-ish time frame, it's going to be, you know, sorting out our lives for Denmark, which you'll all be able to hear about on a future podcast. And it'll be basically just enjoying a couple months in Canada. We're really looking forward to it. We got we're going to. We're going to get out there. The other big thing for the KHL is they actually announced a structure change for the 21-22 season. So the teams will play 56 games in the regular season. The playoffs will start March 4th. And I guess normally they have like, I believe, a 62-game season. So they're shrinking a, a, a some of the games here. It's, it's going to be a little bit of a different shift in the KHL season for next year. They're still opening up in early September. It's going to be interesting to see how the KHL, the season unfolds in 2021-22, as I will be living over in Europe, and I will probably have more access to be able to watch these games live than I can the NHL, which will be on when I'm in bed. So I'm pretty much going to become a pretty hardcore fan here. I'm just figuring out what team I'm going to root for. I know when it comes to the Swedish Hockey League, I'm going to be rooting for Malmo Red Hawks. That'll be a blast. I'm not sure about my Danish team yet, but uh, for the KHL, maybe the Joker it, because it would be the closest team, but I just wish 
their jersey didn't just assault my eyes. I'll figure it out. No offense, Joker fans, but man, hopefully there's a third jersey I can fall in love with because I just can't stand that jersey as it stands. But that's the big news coming out of the KHL. Now, news out of the USHL. For anyone who was able to follow the playoffs, I really wanted to follow the Clark Cup Finals this year and everything that went down with the uh, USHL playoffs and the Clark Cup Finals. But there were some teams competing for this year's Clark Cup. They had Tri-City, Fargo, Omaha, Sioux City, Chicago, Dubuque, Muskegon, and Green Bay. And when it came down to it, Fargo and Chicago faced off in the Clark Cup playoffs. I was watching highlights when I could catch them. But again, crazy month. And Chicago actually came out with the win for all of this. Because I remember the first game I watched, I think it was Fargo and Chicago. Uh, Fargo just looked like they were just owning Chicago. Like, oh, Fargo's going to take this, this series. And no, Chicago came out and... I think just won the next three games for the best of five series. And that was it. Because, yeah, I think the game I watched, it was a nice win uh, for who's the, I think it's Miller is the Fargo forces goaltender. Man, he was just on fire that first game. And I'm like, when you got a hot goalie, you're you're not going to win. The other team's got to find a way to beat that goalie. But really at that point, it was done for Fargo and Chicago just came guns ablaze and four to one seven to one and three to one and they took the 2021 Clark Cup so congratulations to the Chicago Steel on that uh, I got a little tidbit here that I'm not sure if uh, everyone picked up on um, it was kind of a, it's a strange little tidbit but did you hear about what the um, Chicago Steel did in their draft I did not what did they do so here, obviously, in the OHL, um, CHL, they have exceptional status for 15-year-olds um, who can play at the next level, and you know it doesn't usually happen very often. Um, but when it does, it's a pretty good player. And uh, I think it was two years ago, Shane Wright was actually drafted to the Kingston Frontenacs um, as an exceptional player. Um, with hockey not being really, people aren't sure what's going to happen next year with hockey, like kind of the OHL going on next year, Chicago Steel actually was like, I think it was like the 165th or 164th pick, drafted Shane Wright in their draft. So basically he has an option to go play a full regular season to get ready for the NHL draft. So I thought that was so smart by them because if for some reason the OHL has some kind of, you know, shelled, you know, little group or however they're doing, now this kid has an option to go play a full-on season in front of NHL scouts and really, you know, get ready for the NHL season. So Chicago just won by destroying a team, and then they're adding an exceptional status player potentially next year. So to me, I th- that just blew my mind. That first of all, how they could do that, and second of all, I mean, that's just some that's just some smart play by their GM and their their scouting team there. Yeah, I mean, that's high risk, high reward right there. Like you're taking the risk of you know giving up that draft pick uh, if the player doesn't show especially a player that's already tagged for another league like that. But if that league doesn't play out, (laughs) you're getting a really, really good player on your team. And you're right. It works out for the player as well because now they can show off their skill set in front of the scouts. So I haven't heard about that. I'm going to have to deep dive into that. I've seen a lot of drafts happening as of late. I know the NHL, the North American Hockey League, has just done their drafts and everything. There's been a lot of drafts happening as of late. I've been following them on Twitter trying to read up on some of the talent coming into these leagues. And I think uh, the 2021-2022 season is going to be pretty awesome. And uh, speaking of the NHL, the Robertson Cup will be played out 
in Blaine, Minnesota from June 18th to June 22nd. And it's going to be a blast to see this. This will be one I actually get to settle down and watch. So I'm very excited to see how these teams officially unfold and who ends up being in the NHL playoffs. So for anyone listening, get ready. The NHL playoffs are coming. Two quick topics we wanted to talk about in international hockey was we briefly touched on the, you know, the 18, uh, the under 18 world championships, Frisco, Texas uh, last month, but obviously didn't get to, I got to actually watch a lot of those games initially to start with, but uh, wasn't able to finish that off as that's when the house was closing and chaos ensued. So the, the 2021 IHF ice hockey under 18 world championships out of Frisco, Texas, which again, congratulations Frisco for pulling this off. And like, I don't know what they had a stupid short time frame, like weeks that they were announced that they could, take it on and actually do it so they pulled this off in like weeks so awesome job by frisco texas to be able to actually get these uh get these boys on the ice and get some world championship hockey going canada so right now in depth still rules according to the iihs website as they won the gold so did you get a chance to watch those gold medal games with shane wright uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch the gold medal game. Um, I did get to pick up a game here and there, um, but sometimes it just m- didn't mesh well with work. But uh, just some of the games they played, I mean, some of the games that they that were close and they should have been kind of were head scratchers. But then just some of the talent that, that that's coming up for Canada. I mean, you gotta be. I mean, for me, I, I'm excited to watch it. You know, we had uh, even a, a local guy here like Mason McTavish, who uh, hopefully will fall to number 10 in Ottawa in the, this year's NHL draft. I'd be more than happy with that. Just just a bunch of kids just showing off talent. I mean, even though Canada won gold, just that entire just watching other countries and how they've come so far from even the days where you know we watch Olympic hockey, where you know that you, you watch a team that struggled to play against the big teams and kind of did okay against the mid-level teams. You just got guys that are just blowing up here, there, everywhere. I mean, it's you're watching countries develop players that, to me, I'm like, where are even the rinks in this country, and where are they developing these guys? So I, I think hockey's growing faster in you know a lot of the, I won't say smaller countries. You now some of these countries are, are bigger, but the smaller area where hockey, you know, kind of when you think of hockey, right, you think Sweden, Russia, Canada, U.S. You know, kind of those teams, and and I mean, now you're watching. I mean, teams like Belarus players, Finland's just yeah. kind of going on a spike. Like, just it's so cool to kind of see. I mean, at all levels, from U18 to IHF to Olympic hockey, just kind of see that these countries are really starting to pump out hockey players, and, and it's exciting. I mean, I don't as much as you know, I love when I, I watch a, a series in the playoffs, and you see, you know, for example, there's like five Americans, you know, like ten Canadians, and a couple of Euros here. I like the fact that it's starting to kind of really be even keel across, and it just makes for fun international hockey to watch. Having that hockey, I, I, I'm looking for a word, teams, where it isn't, you know, the big six, you know, U.S., Canada, Russia, Sweden, Finland, and really the Czech Republic being part of that big six. You're, you're starting to see teams, like you said, come up. We're looking at teams like Germany. Belarus, Latvia, Kazakhstan, really starting to steal some wins. Italy, keeping what was it like a three nothing game against the U.S. Yeah, they kept the U.S. to three nothing. It that's impressive. That's super impressive hockey. As I guess we're just shifting right in here to the I guess the World Championships in Latvia that are happening right now, and it, there has been some stunning, stunning things coming out of these games, and it's just like. 
how I mean it's it's exciting. It's really honestly really cool to see the way that these games have actually been able to unfold and play out. Again, I haven't been able to watch the games as I've been on the road nonstop for five weeks, but hearing these stories come out and starting to see the Twitter posts and starting to see the scores, I was like, what is happening? These are games I want to watch because it's great to see a team like Italy actually have a chance to beat a powerhouse. Kazakhstan actually beating powerhouses. Belarus, like these, these are just, these have been insane insane games in the ihf this year yeah and it's just been you know a lot a lot of these games are starting at weird times obviously for here in canada i mean canada has got a couple of 5 a.m games where especially on the weekend i'm not waking up to, to watch that really sorry if it was the olympics it might be a little <laughs> different but uh it's just not happening for me but you know there's been some games where i watch the score after and i'm like what happened here like Canada's losing some games where you would never, never think that they would even, you know, it's going to be like a 15 nothing cakewalk. It's going to be over. And, you know, I made a joke with you before we came on here where, you know, we'll lose the GM there. And, you know, he's for me, I'm like, ah, does he does he get another chance after this? Because, you know, Canada is supposed to be this big powerhouse and they're, they're taking losses to these teams. They almost didn't even make it to the quarterfinals. But again, it, it talks about just how good other countries are and it also shows that some of these countries have their players that stay home um you know with canada and even the u.s a lot of their players are still tied up in the playoffs or just went through a covid nhl season and just maybe don't want to have more hockey they want to spend time with the family where it's, it was kind of harder this year but you know you're watching you're watching teams who you know usually you would say oh this team has no business even hanging out hanging with this team and they're beating them so i mean it, it's been it, it's been interesting hockey to watch um, I'm not a one that's kind of heavy into the world championship. I mean, if Canada loses, I won't be upset. I mean, I buy in when it comes to the Olympics and stuff like that, but I've just never been one to buy in for the IHF or for the world championship like this. Uh, but that being said, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Like when people are upset that Canada lost and this and that, and I'm like, I, I'm not that, I mean, it's hockey. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to watch these teams take it to Canada and, and it's fun to watch them, how excited they are after they beat them. Yeah. And that's, what's going to be great about moving forward with hockey is, this stuff's going to keep happening. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to how these games unfold and how the rest of the four games unfold because it's been it's been some awesome hockey so far. But before we wrap up, one piece of info I wanted to drop was everyone definitely give a look in our link of the podcast episode for Foothills Forever as they are trying to save the San Marcos Foothills Preserve in California. So let's get that sorted out. They've only got four or five more days to raise another half million, and they can buy the land back and prevent developers from developing on it. Until then, this was Chris and Sebastian with Pigeon Hockey. Keep your sticks on the ice. And we'll catch you next time.